get that video I sent you? No. Yeah. No. We back again. Yeah. Jesus walk. No. We have to come on. Put you on notice podcast. I got the boy Kanye. God, show me the way, cause the devil's trying to break me down. Jesus, walk with me. We all need this right now. On my mama, you know what the Midwest is. Young and restless. My snacks and necklaces. My jacket, let's Somebody tell these niggas who call is. What up, though? What's good, y'all? What's good, man? Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Put You On Notice. Y'all know who it is, man. It's the boy, Mr. Watch your, watch your tone. What's good, Godfrey? What's happening, you know? It's your boy, Godfrey. What's happening, y'all? How y'all doing? How y'all feeling? Hope y'all stay in quarantine. What's good, Webb? You in the house? Man, big Webb in the building. Mr. 414, you know what it is. AKA Mr. Love Love. You see it in the background, boy. Oh, that look like an off-guard painting. It is. Don't worry about it. It's safe. <laughs> Hershey, what's going on, baby? What's up? It's your girl Hershey Kiss in the building. Still under quarantine. Yeah. Hey, man. Yo, man. We back at it again for another week of Put Your Notice Podcast. And uh, for our new listeners out there, which y'all don't know, or viewers, because, you know, this going on YouTube, as well as the, you know, anger, all that jazz. But, hey, man, for those who don't know what Put Your Notice Podcast is, Put Your Notice Podcast is a segment-based podcast which feature over a variety of different segments, man. Our whole intent is to put you on notice, man. We're trying to give everybody a platform to showcase their skills, to talk a little bit about what y'all do. And, uh, man, just have fun, man. You know, that's what we're here to do. We're here to put y'all on, man. That's all we're trying to do, you know? And I'm excited for today's show, yeah? You know what I mean? We about to have fun today. The reason I opened up with the boy Kanye West too is because he uh we gotta congratulate. Round of applause for the boy Kanye man, cause he joined the billion billionaire man club. Hmm. Oh, something like that. But uh no, Kanye Kanye was actually mad. The boy Kanye uh was actually mad because Forbes listed him as making 1.3 billion, but he said he's been a billionaire for some time. He said he's actually making 3.3 billion uh for people who who up in Forbes that don't know how to count. Oh, yeah, Kanye been a billionaire for a minute now, bro. He was a, a billionaire when, after he was talking about he was in debt and stuff. He was a right. billionaire. See, I, I don't know nothing about that. That's, I ain't even close to that, man. You know what I'm saying? talk too expensive for me. Yeah, that's that, that's that. I ain't got that. <laughs> and I ain't got that talk. <laughs> he beat Jordan out for highest shoe sale. Jordan ain't been beat out. When he said, what was that song? When he said, cause the Yeezys jumped over the jump, man. Oh! Is that new God flow? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. That's what's yeah. up, man. That's what's up. Hey, man, the boy, I'm up in here rocking my V100.7. Put it on for the V. V100.7, let's go. Milwaukee's only hip-hop and R&B with the Breakfast Club in the morning. And you know, I'm also rocking that latest loaded merch. Grab your merch. You know what I'm saying? I better hurry up and grab them, though. We only got like two more of them left. Oh, okay. We not restocking. Okay. 
Hey man, but we also uh, dropped a new merch. We dropped some new merch for Pion. We dropped some, uh, the elephant, the uh, Pion elephant. We dropped that merch, man. Y'all can check it out on our Instagram page. Y'all can see uh, the link to our Pion store where you could grab a bunch of different Pion merch, man. So uh, check that out. Y'all get an opportunity to do so, man. But uh, you know what I'm saying? Hey, don't support the gang gang. Oh yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Hey, last episode of All Set though. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Go crazy. The offset Pion's Corona summer has been going crazy. You know what I'm saying? So shout out, salute to everybody that has participated. That's uh, you know what I'm saying? The boy E Lee, yeah, the boy Young Stitch, yeah, and of course me, the boy Godfrey, as well as the boy Rob. And oh, oh my god, I am Tay Forte, Tay Forte, just went nuts today. So, uh, man, y'all got to check that out, man. If y'all want to participate in the Pion Summer or Pion Corona Summer, man, go ahead and drop a video and tag us, man, and uh, hashtag Pion Corona Summer. You dig? Uh, but today's episode, man, we got, uh, we got, we going to kick it off with a little bit of breaking the internet. Uh, we introduced in a new segment called Talking Pod, where uh, this segment we pretty much dedicate to our fellow podcasters, man. We trying to, uh, you know, give them a, a space to promote they show. Cause why wait to promote your podcast elsewhere when we could put you on right here and put you on those podcasts, man. So let's get it, you know what I mean? So we trying to give podcasters an opportunity to come on and promote y'all show right here on our show. You dig? Uh, then we go, we gonna jump into the cross up. Woo! The boy Uncle Willie back? That boy Uncle oh. Willie back. And I, we about to talk that shit, man. The last- What y'all talking about? What y'all talking about? Yeah, it's got a lot of questions raised, fam. Yeah. A lot of questions that's being raised. And you yeah. know, I like making the comfortable uncomfortable, so I don't know if you're ready for that. Oh, here he go. Mm-hmm. Here he go. It's a rich behind everything, man. I just want to know why it took so long for the documentary. Look, man, look, I'm excited to see what y'all got to talk about, man, because you know, Jordan, I really want to know how y'all feel about the whole Robin situation. Was Robin the first player to, you know, start the, uh, what, what, what do they call what the player's doing nowadays? Low management? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, turn management, what you mean? Man, the things that he was doing with Carl Electric. Oh, sheesh. Uh, anyway, we introduced another segment, man, called uh, You Not Right, man. You, you not, you not right. And uh, this segment, man, is really dedicated to our family and friends and people that we follow on social media. Uh, things that we see that we want to just call y'all out for, man. We kind of want to, uh, you know, use this opportunity, use this segment per se to do so. So uh, let's let's find out who's not right because I got a few friends that, yeah, they just they ain't right. They ain't right in the head. They, they... don't be offended. It's all fun and games. It's all fun and games. Dead wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I better not show up on none of y'all posts, okay? Oh my God. Hey, you better not be posting something that ain't right, girl. <laughs> hey, you not right. You not right. <laughs> hey, this gonna make people think twice before hitting that post button. Uh-huh. Hey, man, but like I said, we got a dope show ahead of us, man, so let's jump right into it. Let's get it. And now, on Put You On Notice, Breaking the Internet. What's the word out there? It's your boy Godfrey from Living Loaded, and I'm finna bring you breaking the internet. Breaking the internet. The internet. So, did y'all hear? In this COVID world, 
they predicted a second wave. Oh shit! But, I mean, we gotta get used to this quarantine thing. This is a new life. You gotta get right. But on another tip, you know what I'm saying? Um, Bone Thugs and Harmony and 3-6 Mafia having a battle on Instagram tonight. Who you got? Song for song, hit for hit. Who finna win? It's real tight. It's real tight for me. I changed my mind. I'm giving it to 3-6. 3-6 Mafia, y'all got my vote. I'm going 3-6. 3-6 Juicy Nim. Oh, I can't believe I'm doing this. But um, in other news, you know, you got the Chris Brown and Young Thug joint album coming out too. That's going to be lit. Singing and spitting. Thug going crazy. You know. And then y'all remember last week? French Montana. He was talking all that joint to Young Thug. Young Thug was talking and about Kendrick. But guess what? He back talking more joint. He said he had the skeleton of the unforgettable song. Like he had it all written out. Before Sway Lee came into the picture, you know what Sway Lee said? Sway Lee said, that's cat. That boy is cat. He's cat. He's cat. All cat. And that's breaking the internet. Breaking the internet. <laughs> God, for you a fool, bro. I swear to God. For hey, man, look, I got more news for y'all for breaking the internet. And uh, my question to y'all, though. Is Kylie Jenner really thicker than a snicker? Hmm. Look, man, she posted this picture the other day. And, uh, yo, check this out, man. Check this. Sheesh. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Yeah. Straight like that. Uh, but I don't know if y'all noticed that. Yeah, that spot right there. Uh, the girl Kylie Jenner is terrible at Photoshop. Like, what are you doing? Uh, don't you got somebody that do that for you? Kylie Jenner getting a lot of heat for uh, this picture that she posted on uh, social media, man. Cause uh, yeah, y'all see why? I mean, she 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 is strapped, but uh, it's Photoshop. And uh, I don't understand why she continue to do her own photos, man. Why she keep doing this to herself? So she getting a lot of heat for this photo and several other photos that she been photoshopping throughout her career. Come on, girl, get it together. But also on breaking the internet, uh. Y'all ready for some new 6ix9ine? Yeah! The boy Takashi 6ix9ine is back. And uh, May 8th, he said it's going down. I don't know what that means. Is that is that a new song? Is that a new video? Uh, are y'all here for it? Cause I'm not, I don't give a fuck really. I just wanted to let y'all know. <laughs> are you willing to get COVID-19 uh, for the party of your life? Let me repeat that. Are you willing to risk getting COVID-19 for the party of your life? The answer should be no, because it's going to cost you your life, man. What what are y'all doing out there in Chicago, man? Hey, get it together. Stay y'all black ass at home, man. Hey, look, bro. Yo, yo, yo. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. But 
Side note, whoever is the promoter for this party that went down in Chicago with over 150 people, whoever is the promoter for this party, uh, somebody needs to hire that man. Because if he got to bring all y'all dumbasses to a house party, Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Man. man, hey, get it together. But also, that kid needs to get his ass whooped. Mama, so the mom, for those who don't know the backstory, uh, it was a party out in Chicago this past weekend with over 150 people attending a house party. The crazy part about this is it was at an EMT house. Yes, that's right. The mom is an EMT, and her son decided to disconnect the doorbell and, uh, you know, the video doorbell where you can see what's going on. He decided to disconnect that so his mom can't see who coming at the house. And, uh, yeah, he threw a party. Beat his ass. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Man. Hey, come on, y'all. I know the weekend is approaching, but don't do this. Please stay at home. But do y'all know what's really breaking the internet, though? Woo! I'm a baby. Yeah, the girl Meg Stallion, Meg the Stallion came out with Savage Remix. And guess who on it? Yeah, B. The girl Beyonce, Queen B is on it, man. Hey, jeez. This is really breaking the internet. This is really breaking the internet. What's up, this your girl Hershey Kiss coming to you live from the quarantine headquarters. And this is breaking the internet. Little Baby recently broke the internet by telling his fans on Instagram Live that I don't know about y'all, but I need to get some money. And if I don't get it soon or for my record label, I'm going back to what I know how to do best. I don't know what that means, but check this out. Lil Baby did later on clarify that he's not talking about doing anything illegal or doing anything that involves drugs. He's just talking about hustling. So, with my breaking the internet, I'm talking about Lisa Ray talking about the Kardashians. Like, come on now. Kanye West just made it to the billion dollar boys club. Like, why are y'all still hating on the Kardashians? Like, people are mad because women out here want a body like theirs like i want a body like theirs i want a flat stomach and a nice little you know rump but to be hating on them that's why i'm wearing these shades like quit coming with the shade for the kardashians like they're already established like bye bye lisa ray now that's breaking the internet Okay, so this is Talking Pie, and uh, we got the beautiful ladies in the building. I'm gonna let them. I'm gonna let them take over. Go ahead, girl. What's up, it's your girl, the tour, the fashion whore. What oh, up? it's Keith of the Beaver Situation Station. Go on. Where the ladies of Wine Down Wednesday. We're missing one. Miss Shay Shay is not here. Okay. <laughs> and for those who don't know, the Talking Pie segment is dedicated to our fellow podcasters. We we want to provide a space to allow y'all to promote, man. Why wait to promote your podcast elsewhere? Well, you can do it right here on Put Your Notice Podcast. So tell us a little bit about Wine Down Wednesday, lady. <laughs> <laughs> I like the energy. The energy all the is time. Dope. All the time. 
Why Not Wednesday, basically, we wanted to create a platform to um, uplift a lot of the young Black entrepreneurs here in our city and just overall um, across the board. So we have what we call like an entrepreneur spotlight, where we have um, some of our local entrepreneurs either solicit a bio and how people can reach them on, on the services that they offer. And we also have had guests of some of the um, entrepreneurs here. So we just want to shine a light because Milwaukee is definitely have a negative light on it. It's kind of like hard to get it away from it. But we have so much talent here. Like it's so much talent, whether everybody is, some people are doing the same thing, but everybody's doing something a little bit different with their business. So we just want to use that, use our platform to help their platform get big. That's what's yeah. up, that's what's up. And how long have y'all been doing this? Almost uh, here. Congratulations, ladies. Well, let us know where we can follow and subscribe and where the people can check y'all out at. Um, you can find us on Facebook. <laughs> I'm pulling it up now. Sorry. You can find us on Facebook. We are welcome with our social media platform. Hey, y'all, y'all gonna be all right, man. You know, this is a start, and y'all, y'all only gonna grow, so it's okay. All right. Yeah. I know we got a feature coming on, right? Oh, oh, we huh? do. We got a feature coming up with them, man. We we got we yeah. got we got we got something in the mix, you know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. about beer versus wine, something like that. I don't know yet. <laughs> so y'all do drink wine on, on the podcast? Yes. <laughs> yes, we drink wine every Wednesday, but we drink hot too. Okay, so, so is it white or red wine? I'm I'm a wine drinker sometimes. Um, uh, it's usually a sweet bottle or like a sweet peach, something like that. I'm bringing a hand dog. What you mean? That's what you bring- always got. Hey, well, what's up? All right. Well, all right, ladies. Let, <laughs> my bad. Let the people know what why they should follow y'all once more and let us know if you got that information pulled up, how we can follow you. Well, um, first of all, we don't. You got it. Okay. Uh, we on Facebook at Wine Space, DWN wins with a z we are on instagram at wind down wednesday mke you can also find us on snap um usually we snap when we're recording so there's no snaps there but we are a wind down wednesday one on snap um and we are we're on all all the platforms um spotify google play apple podcast that's um, I heard radio podcast. Y'all all major streaming pod. Uh, all major yeah, streaming absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what's up. We got we got some more people we gonna have introduce their podcast. We appreciate you, ladies, man. And uh Thank we you. For this collab because it's about to go down. Yeah, once we get this quarantine, we is on. Oh, we we uh, we gonna keep doing it. We we gonna zoom call this one. It's gonna be okay. We quarantine <laughs> for the rest of the year. Hey, we need to bring the ladies on caught in the web segment. See if they can talk that shit. Ooh. Listen, we talk it's going to be a sticky situation when they get on that. Talk about everything. Listen, okay. if you've listened to our episodes and you can go ahead and binge and listen if you haven't already. Mm-hmm. I'm coming in caps like fitties. Yeah. Okay. We appreciate you ladies once again, man. Y'all just been put on notice. Thank you. What's good, everybody? My name is Robin Yvette, a.k.a. Robin E., and I am the host and creator of Pillow Talk Podcast, as well as the creator of Unruly Guidance, the blog. 
So Pillow Talk is basically a show where you can come and elaborate on a variety of things. When you hear Pillow Talk, I know you initially think of sex or maybe dirty secrets, but Pillow Talk is way, way bigger than talking about something in the dark. I go on topics of black culture and black media, which really is the bulk of Pillow Talk. I'm a big black media uh, expert, if you will, and I'm always up to par on what's going on in black media, black production, black movies, black film, black entertainment. So that's really a basis of Pillow Talk. But it's also uh, an opportunity for people to come and elaborate on things without any judgment. I've touched on, you know, dating with kids. I've touched on colorism. I've touched on reparations. I've touched on depression. I've touched on stress, leaving people behind, all types of things. So it's really a show where you can get everything that you need in one place. There's about 70 episodes, so take your pick because there's a variety of life lessons, of stories, of, you know, uh, testimonies from people on Pillow Talk. Aside from it being just an open discussion, it is a platform as well for a lot of independent artists, business owners, entrepreneurs to come on to Pillow Talk and elaborate on their business, give people an opportunity to know them in a more personable light and just connect people and join people. My goal really for Pillow Talk is to be nationally syndicated, of course, but um, I want it to be a major platform for Lake County in the Midwest area. From Waukegan, again, born and raised, and growing up here, I see that there's a lot of talent, but there's not a lot of support. And somebody has to kind of be the forefront so that everybody else can come behind. I want to grow my show to a magnitude where everybody can come on there if they feel like they want to voice their business, voice their opinion, elaborate on community issues, elaborate on personal issues, social subjects, whatever the case may be. That's Pillow Talk. That's what it's about. My mission statement, if you will, is aspiring to inspire. I created Unruly Guidance really during quarantine because I needed another outlet since I'm not able to interview people face to face like I like. And Unruly Guidance is kind of more of a free form you know, platform, if you will, where you can kind of dive into funny antics, personal things that go on inside of you and other people around you. Me being a digital storyteller has grown my creativity to a higher extent. And it's so much more than just talking on the mic. It's about expressing your feelings. It's about creating ideas. And it's about implementing a seed into somebody else that they may or may have not been aware of. So if you do get an opportunity to check out Pillow Talk Podcast, I am streaming on all major platforms, Apple, Spotify, CastBox, whatever. And make sure you guys check out the blog, Unruly Guidance. I got a lot coming for you guys in 2020. Yo, what up, man? I'm Seth in the sweat. And that's a fact. Uh, <laughs> quarantine vibes, right? Uh, we are Sweats and Suits Podcast, man, here out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, man. And huge shout out to put you on notice who gave us the opportunity to tell y'all about us. Two couple of brothers. I'm married. Single. Active. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, that's just, So we give our perspective on a lot of things. We talk about everyday life. Um, a lot of topics going on. We try to come up with new topics. We don't always try to talk about what's going on in the news. Y'all can hear that everywhere. Um, you can find our podcast. Where they tell me? Uh, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Castbox, Google Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Google 
find our podcast everywhere social media is present on all mm-hmm. streaming platforms. But since it's quarantine right now, we're coming on YouTube. Oh man, we're going heavy on YouTube. Our last two episodes on YouTube is not in podcast form. So if you want to hear our last two episodes, we're on YouTube. Uh, we got two more coming uh, next couple of weeks. So uh, actually, we just got done recording now. So look us up, man. We uh, trying to get our subscribers up on YouTube, trying to give y'all the funny and try to get y'all through this quarantine. So, yeah, man, shout out to my cousin. Watch your what? Watch your tone. Man, man and my, my big homie, Big Web. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying put you on those podcasts. What's the Suits podcast? Whole lot of gang shit, man. Ready. We ready. We this is ready. The Cross Up. Ooh. This is The Cross Up. And big well Yo, we got a special guest in the building today. We got the boy Highway Hudson. What's good, y'all? You know what I'm saying? And uh oh, we talking, we talking the last things. So uh go ahead, fellas, go crazy. Man, 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 man. So we only on what? Episode four? Ooh, yep. Yeah. Episode four. I'm gonna let the Chicagoans, you know, start it off. You know what I'm saying? On what y'all think on this uh, Last Dance documentary? You know what I'm saying? What you think about it so far, Uncle Willie? I think they could have put this in better order. First of all, I'm gonna throw that out there. Cool. I don't like. I don't like how it's jumping around from year to year. Like one one thing you got Robin on the Bulls, next thing you got Robin back on the Pistons locking up Scotty. Like, give right. me some consistency in the, in the order of the, of the documentary. We talking 98 Bulls, or we talking about the whole dynasty? Like, come on now. Right, right. Wow, he started off with criticism. Hmm. Look, man, see, this is... I know how to criticize my own, unlike some people who will remain unnamed. I ain't pointing no fingers or none. Is he over here? He oh. over here? He over there. Yeah, he up there. <laughs> I ain't pointing no fingers or none. Mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> Leave it unknown. <laughs> no, man, honestly, so the, the Last Dance documentary has been dope to watch, man. Uh, Daryl, go ahead and let the people who don't know what it is, tell, tell them what it exactly is The Last Dance. The Last Dance documentary, it was supposed to be about the last ride with the 98 Bulls. Am I correct, Will? 97, 97 98. 97, 98 Bulls, you know what I'm saying? It was the last hoorah, um, the Chicago Bulls who won, I want to say, six championships. It was the second of the three-peat, you know what I'm saying? The last year of Phil, Scotty, um, Rodman, and, of course, MJ, you know what I'm saying? It was the last hoorah because, um, you know, the dynasty was going to break apart after that. So, um, you know, the last dance, basically. Right. Explanatory. So, um, yeah, my thoughts on it. Go ahead. Go crazy. You know, I I appreciate the greatness. You know what I'm saying? I I I, I really do. Hold on, wait. Let me y'all gotta let me finish. <laughs> but I have a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions. Through episodes one. What question? First was, was Michael Jordan really that selfish of a person, of a player? My bad, of a player. Two. Do we? I'm going just give you three questions. Just three. Okay, can we just address the questions? If, if this if this is what we're gonna talk about, 
and you gonna dress you gonna drop that question i say address that question why do you feel right. that right. way my brother all right why question number one mj is selfish i'm gonna let y'all answer that question first and i'm gonna end it how about no 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 we didn't we didn't say that you said that why do you believe that mj is selfish mj was selfish for many reasons i'm gonna start off with you know what i'm saying when you have a a great number two as in scotty you know what i'm saying you will make sure your number two is fairly compensated especially when you hold as much power as michael jordan held with the chicago bulls organization for the simple fact we're going to say scotty he was not the number one paid player on the team not the number two three four or five he was the sixth paid highest player on the chicago bulls roster and he was number one and two in every statistical category you could think of. Now, go ahead, real quick. Go ahead, go ahead, brother. But I don't think Jordan held as much uh, say so in power as you really think. Because if you look, you know, in that last year, Jordan said, uh, you know, if Phil don't come back, you know, basically, I'm not playing here. I'm not playing for anybody except for Phil. And Jerry was basically willing to say, you know, hey, if you know, you don't want to come back if Phil is not here. That's on you. We want you to come back. But I don't think had Jordan went to Jerry Cross and that management and said, you know, uh, I really would like Scotty to get paid more. I, I don't think they really would have done anything, you know. In the last year, you're correct. You're absolutely right about the last year. But what about the first of the three-peat? He signed he signed that contract in the first year of the three-peat. Can I chime in now? Oh, first of all, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say thank you, Hushin. As a LeBron fan, I, I appreciate that take, my brother. I was not expecting that from you. Oh, that was the first, two. the first year of the three P. But so, no, can, I, can, I, can I finish? I, I can't even finish. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead, bro. I thought, you let Hudson talk. I thought you was done. We were circling around. My fault. Go ahead. Now, the, it was the first year of the three P. And as long as, the, 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 as it's been, Jordan has been getting paid 20 plus million per year. No. We, what? No. We, we can go look no. this up. We can go look these contracts up. The, the, we're not talking about the first repeat. We're talking about the second repeat. Those last three years in the second repeat, it was 20, 25, and then it jumped to 30 mil. Y'all want to look those numbers up so we can. Don't worry. I got it. As you said, I put on my boys, my bullshit. You know, I'm back oh. on my bullshit. You know so you know. So then, I, get back to my thing why I selfish. He, he the blankly said, I felt Scotty was a selfish player because Scotty said, he said, and I quote, I'm not going to fuck up my summer for someone that somebody that don't want to bring me back. I'm going to enjoy my summer. Go ahead, Will. Go ahead, Will. Go ahead. He said, I was going to see. I want to see if you can see this. Can y'all see this? Yeah, we can see. I was about to pull the same one up. Can you see how Michael Jordan didn't get paid more than $4 million until mm -hmm. the 97 season? Oh, okay. So if he can't get himself paid, how he gonna get Scotty paid? No, I don't believe that. Mm -mm. Bro, oh my God. Oh, it's in black and white, brother. Let me bring it up. Yeah, with the facts, you still don't mean nothing. Let me bring it up to what I'm looking at. Mike went to the same struggle with that same organization with him not getting paid, being underpaid for all of them years of his career. He probably got paid 96, 97. Mm. So if he can't get paid, how he gonna get Scotty paid? He just got that contract. What? So then, y'all didn't even let me finish. Y'all didn't let me finish, though. How would you call... Well, I, was, I was addressing the point that you made that was incorrect, but carry on. How could, how could you call another man selfish 
for wanting to sit out, sit out, take care of his body for a team that don't want to pay him, but you got the nerd. You count somebody else's pockets. You count somebody else's pockets. Can I talk with? Who want to go? Who want to go? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go Can ahead. I talk with? Go ahead. So I think the whole Jordan calling Scotty selfish comment is being misconstrued. He wasn't calling Scotty selfish because he wanted to get paid. He was calling Scotty selfish because Scotty intentionally delayed his surgery so that he wouldn't play in the last season, knowing this is the last chance we got as, a, as teammates to win a ring and try to change their mind. You delay your, your surgery when you could have got it done in the summer to the time the season starts, and then you miss half the season basically putting this, this last dance, if you will, at risk because you messed up by signing a, a janky deal. The deal janky. Don't, nobody's arguing the fact that Pitt was underpaid. But again, but Mike, it, went through, it, it, Mike went through the same thing when he was underpaid for years. So he basically looking at it back then. Players didn't have the, the – I think you're looking at it from today's perspective where today's players got power to sit out, take them fines, do whatever, renegotiate. Back then, you signed a deal, you, you signed your deal, and you played it out. You didn't come back to the negotiating table early. That didn't happen. But, and, but, to, but, and to be honest – sorry to interject, but to be honest, they both were warned about the deals that they were signing. They both were told not to sign those deals. But Scotty, understanding his situation, he, he didn't want to risk it all. He didn't want to make that risk. So he, he made that deal. He made his bed, so he had to lie in it, pretty much. You, you know that saying. So And then, oh, and then Webb, all the, Webb, all the, we ever finished this conversation real quick. Let me get this point kind of going off what Tom said. So, again, that's kind of the conversation I started to have with you about the whole mellow situation. When LeBron, D-Way, Alden was telling Melo, don't sign this extension in Denver, Melo said, forget that. I'm securing this bag. I'm signing this five-year deal. Brian and Alden signed three-year deals. That was supposed to be Melo in Miami with, with the three-P uh, – or the, the, the big three in the in Miami Heat. But Melo was, again, trying to secure the bag, take care of his family. Nobody's mad at you for that. But you got to know the consequences that come with that. If you sign this long-term deal trying to get your money secured – don't come back asking for no restructure because now stuff didn't change and now you kind of stuck where you at. He was there, though. Uh, the, what? The thing was, the thing was, Scotty still was there. He came back in the middle of the season. He just didn't want to fuck up his summer. As, as quote-unquote, I didn't want to fuck up. Right. I was going to use but, the season. Hold on, wait. I was going to use the season, which was right. You were supposed to have that surgery. 82 games. And then I'll be back to make the playoff run and be healthy. What's wrong with that? All right, all right. You know what? I don't think Everything. there's gonna be I don't think there's gonna be agreement here. Because even with the facts being never agreed. even with the facts being proven, okay. Daryl feels that Jordan is selfish for that comment. But go ahead. Okay, go let ahead. me ask Hutchin this question. Let me get Hutchin opinion on that. So if you playing ball, right? Your number two man is hurt in a season. He's supposed to get his surgery that summer and be ready for the, the start of that season, knowing that y'all last. Last season together, y'all last two raw. But he said, forget that. I'm going to hold out, put my surgery off for a few months because I yeah. want to enjoy my summer. Forget that last season. And I'm going to secure the back after the season, yes. I'm going to be back. I'm going to come back and play. So, by, by definition, what is that, Webb? You're looking out for you versus the team. Hey. I'm not saying Scotty's wrong, but he's self it's selfish, yes. Wrong? No. Do what you got to do. Take care of you. You got to look at the number one because the team's not going to do it. But it's by definition selfish. Yeah, I got to agree with you there. Like, in that part, I would agree that, you know, uh, Scotty was selfish in, th in that part. He should have definitely uh, got his surgery did during that summer. During the summer. Yeah. 
it's all right, it's all right, Daryl. Go ahead. Now, 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 you know, I mean, he's not yeah. wrong for more money. I think that part, you know, Jordan should have spoke on. Right. I think that's what selfish was. comment wasn't about but, the money; it was about him getting out. Spoke on that and part this, about him getting more money. I'm going back to the first thing that Will said, as far as the way this whole documentary is mapped out, right? I feel like that plays a big part in it as far as why Daryl feels like MJ is selfish because they played that clip and then they played, you know, that Scotty wanted more money and this, that, and the third. I feel like if the documentary was more time consistent, that would have made, it, it would make sense, like, why Jordan said what he said. What he said. More chronic, I mean, in a, in a sense, but I think more so he should have, he should have, been more clear and saying he was selfish because he he knowingly chose to delay a surgery jeopardizing the last season not saying he's selfish and they start talking about the money because then it makes that's, it seem that's like, what i'm saying like because of saying, how it was written yeah he probably said more after that but media you know like there we we, we don't we don't view the same had it been yeah more. exactly like we we gonna leave those cliffhangers they're gonna leave those like but anyway we're going to your question number two daryl what's the what's the second thing that you have um, brewing up about this last dance is this documentary to save or not save but um, to keep his legacy alive or keep keep him at number one because let me let me say this let me finish the reason I say this is because um, wait let's reiterate that question let's reiterate that question say that question once more is this documentary to keep him at number one of all time greatest players to keep his legacy at number one the reason I'm saying this Multiple sources have, have, have reported that Jordan decided to release this documentary coincidentally when LeBron James won his third ring. My take, everybody had your, I want to know y'all, matter of fact, let's start off with your opinion because I'm going to go last this time because I went first the first time. We'll go ahead. You said me? Yeah, yeah. I mean... So basically, you saying is it like a conspiracy that the documentary came out to make Jordan look better than LeBron? Is that what you're saying? I'm not gonna say that. I think it's more so. He feel like a, LeBron is threatening his legacy. I mean, if, if again, because that's true that he wanted to do it. I mean, yeah, you're a competitor. You want to keep. You want to remind people because again, you got to look at it from this perspective. A lot of people that's younger than us, you know, the, the mid the mid twenties and younger, didn't get a chance to really witness Jordan. They didn't see him. A lot of them know him more for his shoes and his clothes than they know him as a player. Exactly. So, so for him to release this documentary, it could have been like in uh, his mind, like, okay, yeah, I won this yeah. ring. Let me remind y'all yeah, who I am. Get to see Jordan play like that. Right. I mean, me being the oldest one in the, in the group, I, I, I've got to witness a few games and being in front of the shot. Like, I got to witness a few, but like, yeah, I don't really recall. Oh, I was playing though. Right, I was, I was more, I was more brought up around the Kobe, the Kobe. You know what I'm saying? So like, so for me, I guess for me, my my take on that part of it is being that obviously y'all know my my family all Chicago sports fans. Like the first repeat, like I don't remember outside of like watching highlights. Like as I got older, right, and I definitely like studied like some of that stuff, watching the games and highlights and all that. But the second repeat, specifically those Jazz series, I kind of like actually remember sitting at like my parents' house watching them games. Like right. them actually stuck with me. And all I remember like being a kid was Space Jam was out, the Bulls was unstoppable. Like so that was something I actually remember and can recall. And as I got older and was able to appreciate the game more, yeah, I watched 
the film and went back and actually broke it down and looked at it uh, from a different perspective. But like I said, people younger than us didn't even have that opportunity. Like I said, they grew up on Kobe and now LeBron, obviously. So if he felt like his legacy being threatened, I mean, that's that's on him. I guess that's his opinion. But to me, like I said, for people our age and older who actually saw, remembered it, kind of lived through it, it makes it is sense. What it, is. it makes sense. Uh, Hassan, what's what's your take on that? What do you think? Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't think he did it to uh, kind of save his number one spot. Um. I just think, uh, you know, with this timing, uh, I mean, obviously he couldn't predict that this Corona stuff would happen and all this, whatever. Right. But uh, it gives us something to watch. Uh, I really like it. Right. Right. So, I think uh, worst fan in the Georgia could could appreciate the greatness and appreciate the memories. You know what I'm saying? Uh, not, you know, not not saying this was like predictive because nobody can predict that a pandemic was going to shut the whole entire United States down and take away sports. And then the only thing we have to watch is the documentary. But, uh, you know, I, I just feel like, you know, sometimes, you know, things happen when you get, when, cause they say Jordan had absolutely all this footage, like the last he paid camera crews, he had all this footage and you sitting on this footage, shit damn near almost 20 years. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, you know, just just hearing the reports, hearing the stories, you know what I'm saying? Hey. Right. But you, you got to think about documentaries, too. Like, he probably, like, in my, my opinion. He had one already now. Perfect timing. I mean, just look how he released his shoes. You know what I mean? It, it, every so often, he released a new pair of retro Jordans or right. whatnot. No, um, I was about to say, because I mean, it's, it's not like this the first one. And we talk about shoes. He ain't number one no more. So like that's, it, that's as of late because the boy wait, wait. Kanye. But, that's because of late. Hello, but now if you a real sneakerhead like myself, it's still a second half. It's a whole second half from '98 to whatever of shoes that he hasn't them hasn't re released yet. So like I think I don't know if it's planning, game planning, or whatever. But like now, is he gonna release those the second half of shoes because he's not number one no more? But honestly, bro, I think that's that's bigger than Jordan. It's all about marketing at that point. That's bigger than Jordan. Like, I, I don't think that's something that he could control just by himself, control alone. But I think that's it's, it is it's part of a greater scheme of things. I think as time goes on, you know, that marketing and things being released, like people become more interested. People like it's, so I, I think that's bigger than Jordan. But let's jump into your third question. What's your third question, brother? My third question. When it comes to measuring greatness, is it a double standard? Yes. Yes. It is. For the simple reason, we, just from episodes one through four, we praise Jordan for losing, just losing to Boston, losing to Detroit twice. You know what I'm saying? He, he had to get... When after, you know, them tough losses to Detroit, he didn't win, got in the gym, got big, you know what I'm saying? He was blessed with Scotty, you know what I'm saying? Then he went, they went and got Horace. They built the team around him. You we know, know what it's going. They still, he, they still lost against Detroit. Why do you got that still face, Will? Because <laughs> we know where he going. I'm like, I'm, hold on, let me finish. So when he finally gets over the hump, 
So he he loses in the semifinals. He doesn't lose in the finals. I give George, he never lost in the finals. But he but he lost in the semifinals. And then when he finally got that ring, boom, Jordan take off. Bang. Jordan the greatest, Jordan this, Jordan that, blah, 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 blah. Why we can't hold that to all 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 of all the greats? Because as I recall, we we criticize and chastise LeBron James for this. Cause you remember, you know what I'm saying? He 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 got to the finals and lost to to a to three Hall of Famers with the Spurs. Boston beat up on him. Detroit beat up on him. He had to go get in the weight room. The only difference, the only difference, LeBron left. So my my before we before I have them answer this, uh, are you asking this question from a biased point of view? Are you asking this question as a basketball fan or a fan of LeBron James? I'm asking this as a, bas- as a basketball fan because we never, we never chastised Magic for this. We never chastised Bird for this. We never chastised Kobe for this. The only difference that we – hold on. Oh, you're right, you're right. Kobe did get chastised because Kobe – they said Kobe couldn't win without Shaq. Cool. But that was – but when it came down to our era, which is, I would say LeBron James is the greatest of our era. When it comes down to our era, it's all these chest ties and these questions. And he can't win by himself. He had to lead to win. He had to join D-Wade to win. And like all these questions. Why? Why we just can't appreciate the struggle that one had, overcame the struggle, and won? Do you not? Okay. Once again, I would let y'all answer this. I would let y'all answer this, but you, that is a jaded. That is a, that is a. It's kind of You a, can say the same thing about Kobe Bryant, but you just first passed Kobe Bryant to LeBron James, but I'm going to just let y'all have that one. Y'all go ahead. It just, y'all go ahead with that one. Go, go ahead, Will. Go ahead, Hudson. Oh, no, nobody want to go now. Everybody want to walk away. Oh, I got I got my this in my head, but I heard Hudson about to say something, so I'm going to let him go. No, 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 no. Go ahead. No, because I'm, I'm going to talk for a minute, so go ahead, bro. You got it. You really go. Come on here, fellas. Come on, now. Make it off the uh, fridge. What you over there doing? Right. But anyways, so... Webb definitely asked this question from a bias standpoint. We can't even watch the documentary without this fool all in the group message talking about LeBron. Didn't nobody say LeBron named this whole documentary, but somehow you try to make this about LeBron. Like just in, like you said, enjoyed and like look, look, like you said, enjoy the greatness. LeBron got his time right now. He's still reigning. Like you say, he's the greatest of our generation. Can't nobody take that away from him. I feel like as as a biased LeBron fan, you 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 feed too much into the the criticism and the comparison. Because to me, one, there was really no comparison because this is their style of play. And, and the first and foremost, they played two different positions, style of play completely different. To me, LeBron has always been more of a magic, Scotty hybrid on, on steroids. Like the, the second coming of those two together, they had a baby type type thing. So the comparison to me has never really been a fair one. It, it's, it's definitely points in the documentary where, you know, you kind of question, like you can uh, points where you can bring up where you can't do do nothing but compare Bron and and Jordan. Where I think I sent the uh, text where what did he lose? How many Eastern Conference Finals? 
And uh, I think I put, but people only remember that he was six and zero. Like he never lost. You know what I mean? So that, so my thing with that is right. So when it comes to Brian with his thing, so the reason I feel like he gets so criticized so tough is because as LeBron uh, advocates or fans, whatever you want to call call yourselves or the, the media, whoever, like it was like they was crowning LeBron before he actually got through his struggle. So when you're doing that, you got the people who are Jordan supporters, Kobe supporters, who are like, hold on, this man hasn't even told his whole story yet, but y'all want to say he's the greatest before he get there. So that's, that's why I feel like he gets right. criticized. What? But I'm saying people was trying to say, oh, he gonna, he's better than Mike, be better than Kobe, like while he was going through the struggle. So then at that point in time, yeah, they're going to put everything he do under the microscope because everybody's anointing him as the chosen one or the king, whatever you want to call him. So when you get to that level of top tier greatness, you're going to be scrutinized. It just come with the territory. Like, mm -hmm. whether fair or not, it come with it. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of it's football, basketball, whatever sport you want to throw out there, when you get to that top echelon of elite players, they always got a different set of rules for them. Like, you can't mess up on or off the field or the court. Like, yeah. that's what's up? They didn't do that with Jordan when, they, when it was Magic and Bird. They weren't already crowning Jordan. You said what? They wasn't already crowning Jordan with Magic and Bird. It's different with the social media era, though. It's so different with the social media era because you. It's, and, it's, and, it's I think, and I think that's that's one of the biggest standpoints, brother. I feel like you neglect to admit, like our our day and age is so different from like then. Like whereas we have so many different things that inspire or influence and different ways you can look at things. Like we got YouTube, we got Facebook, we got Instagram. Like I feel like that helps. That helps. Yeah, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Magic, magic, other, magic I'm just, was saying that uh, he was calling Jordan, you know, the best in the game before he won a chip. Before he won his his first chip, he was saying, you know, every everybody know that Jordan is the best player in the league right now. Right, but that's what I said. That's what the social media coming to it. Because back then, you got you up? got you you have those greats like Larry Bird calling him uh, Jesus on the court, and this and that and the third. But you didn't have hundreds of thousands and millions of fans online being like, "Oh, he better than Bird or George, or he better than Bird or Magic or Doctor J." Because at that time, it was still people that debated that Magic was still the greatest player, that Bird was still the greatest player. That I'm just I'm just saying the social media area has caused. No, I, 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 I'm the, agreeing with the, you, but I'm saying. The, like, it's just it's magnified, so we see and we hear it more. So that's why I said the, the criticism you think is worse because you hear it more. It's, it's in your face because we got ESPN, we got all these different shows, we get the updates on our phone every day. Like so, back then you caught your ESPN maybe at, after work at the end of the day. If you even watch that, maybe you picked up a newspaper or something. But right. other than that, it wasn't just blasted in, in your face all day every day. So that's why I think the the, the criticism of the error just comes into play at that fact. But back to the, the losses, though, as far as Brian goes, I've never held certain losses against him. The only loss I really hold against him in the finals was that Mav series. Because when he went there, or when he went, was it 07, when he took Cleveland versus Spurs, that was young Brian, that he had to take his licks, his wounds, whatever. He got there with a bunch of scrubs. Don't nobody hold that against him. And like you said, it was Hall of Famers up and down that roster. Then you go to Miami and you team up with Bosch and D. Wade and Ray, Ray Allen, whoever else on that team. And then you have a meltdown in the finals. That meltdown to me is his biggest mark on his record, if you will, as far as he was in his prime. He was he he went to Miami. They had they hold. We're going to win eight rings thing. You know what I'm saying? And then you go in the finals and you just don't show up. Like, you melt down. You let Jason Terry and J.J. Barea get in your head and lock you up. Like, that's where I think the difference is. When you hit that highest moment 
and you in your prime and this is your moment and you fold under that moment, at that point in time, that's where you, you lose me on the debate as far as comparison goes. So, so Will, what do you... So that one year yeah, kind of exits of being in the go talk. I don't think... I, I, well, I'm, I'm not even saying that. I'm just compare that one year to the year where the Bulls were supposed to be super stacked. They didn't got filled. They didn't got the pieces, and they still lose to Detroit. Compare that one year to the to, to the to the Mavs year. But that's not a meltdown. He still showed up. It's the difference between not showing up and having a meltdown versus getting your ass whooped. And then Jordan showed out. Jordan showed out in those in that series, and they still. That's why I said, like that's why I said, I don't hold Bron's finals losses really against them outside of that Mavs series. Because the other ones, even though he lost to Golden State, he going against that teams and he, he showed so, okay. up. Okay, so we didn't let's switch gear because we now starting to focus on the LeBron versus Jordan debate, and that could go for a while. Yeah, um, exactly where where I wanted to go. Exactly, I know what he was on. I know what he was on. <laughs> but anyway, you not watch a documentary and just have questions coming from the it it it, it, it comes off yes as LeBron versus uh. Jordan, but we could also bring just like Eric versus Eric because even after that, people talking about like the LeBron, the KDs, the Kawhis wouldn't be able to survive in that era. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's that it, as a I see as what a, you're saying, but that's a topic for another day. You know what I'm saying? Because that, that that's a whole as, 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 as a play as a person that enjoys sports and you know you hear these debates and arguments, you start watching. You watch documentaries like this, and you start to compare. You start making. But that's the thing. I'm watching this documentary personally. Sorry to cut you off, uh, but I'm personally watching this documentary, and I'm thinking they can't be compared. They're uncomparable. Like you got one who is great in this, and one is great in this. Like they both have like like traits, but LeBron is not Jordan. Jordan. It's not LeBron. Like, LeBron's doing his shit. He's going to, you know, he achieved so much. He's accomplished so much in this lane. And Jordan has accomplished so much as well. But it was on a whole different playing field. So I just don't think that they could be, like, I don't think they should be compared anymore. They both are greatness in their own. You know what I mean? So with that being said, uh, what is your your fourth and last question, my brother? I hope it's about the boy Scotty Pippen because uh, y'all been missing the best part about this whole documentary so far. I don't know what you doing. Like, what the? That was a rhyming series. You said what? I was just about to say is it, is, it had to be a rhyming question. Did rhyming create? was the real one. create load management? <laughs> that ain't really load management. He like he going harder Ooh. than he would have in the game. <laughs> So what what he's referring to is that the fact that Robin um during the series or was that during the series will it wasn't the that season that was during the season yeah it was when Scotty came back yeah so Robin had took a little uh Vegas vacation during the season forty eight hours forty eight hours ended up being seventy two right uh. Yeah, so I, I mean, honestly, I think Robin did create load management or uh, get loaded management. I don't. Hey, but the thing that shocked me though, like, cause you, we all, we all are athletes, and we all know when we come at, when we get lit the day before, and we come into practice or we get caught by the coach. They said he was going crazy. 
going crazy, bro. They talk about they had to do the jungle run. Everybody should know what the jungle run is. Now, now what the jungle run is. I'm not gonna lie to you. At the episode four, now I know. I truly know that Ryan Artest was okay. Ryan Artest been doing this shit. <laughs> hey, Ryan Artest was drinking a whole pint of hand before the game. G, like what? Yeah, some people just built different. Yeah, man. I done had a couple athletes. I, we played college ball with. They showed up to some games and balled out. Hey, off a hangover, huh? Man, I don't know how they did it. <laughs> I ain't gonna say no names, but they never did it. to win. So I what? definitely went out before uh, a practice and got lit. And the next morning, they found out, and I had to run sprints, and I wasn't like Robin. It wasn't like Robin. No. <laughs> no. It was completely different. Before we get y'all out of here, man, what y'all want to see, or what are y'all hoping to see most from this, uh, you know, this last dance? What, what, what are y'all looking forward to most from this last dance? Uh, I'm gonna start off. Uh, as far as me, I really didn't know a lot about, you know, the Jordan years. I mean, like you knew the main stuff. He was six and zero and all this and that, whatever. But I was talking to Will, and I was like, I didn't really know how they ended. You know, a right. lot of people did, but I really I didn't. Yeah, I'm like, I didn't know, you know, why the hell did they stop after six rings? Like, why not keep right, going? Right. So, I mean, for me, I just want to see, uh, I guess, the ending. You know, I mean, I, I already heard how it ends, but just, I guess, the little small stuff uh, that, that was probably missed. Um, probably it, man. Uncle Willie. Yeah, man. For me, it's you know most of this stuff I already know. Like I said, being a Bulls fan, kind of like I said, I didn't seen plenty of documentaries before. Did my research, heard things over the years. So my thing, I really wanted to hear, which unfortunately we won't be able to, was I always wanted to hear Jerry Cross side of the story. Uh, since he passed away a few years ago, we'll never hear that part of the story unless they got some some undocumented footage that they're gonna release. But I really want to hear his take on, you know, his relationship with Mike and Scotty and why he felt like he had to break up that dynasty when everybody in they in they right sense was telling him like just let them play this out. Like, right. you know, you, you you got six rings in eight years, you know, and two of them years Mike didn't really play. So right. why would you break this up? But yeah, that, that led to a rough, rough uh time flush in Chicago with the baby bulls after that. Man, it was it was a long stretch. Mm. So I mean I, that's the one thing I wish we could see. But other than that, I mean I'm just looking to, you know, Keep watching the documentary, giving me something to do while we got this quarantine going on. And right. uh, hopefully I find something new out. Right, right. Man, this hey, this is dope, man. I'm I'm glad Hudson got the highway Hudson got to be a part of this. Oh, go ahead, big man. Go ahead, folks. You on the show, Nick. You on the show. It's your show, Nick. Come on. Uh this uh I'm very curious to see uh what the Bulls did while Jordan was gone for those two years. And how did those talks, what was that talk when, like, when he said, you know, I'm back? Um, you know, because it, it's been rumors, I don't know if it was true or not, that the Bulls are still paying him while he was he was gone. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Just knowing that, just wanting to hear about the success the Bulls had, the struggles they had, how they overcame it, and how did they adjust when he came back? Because, you know, all of a sudden, the only thing I know is, you know, he came back with 45, he started balling out, and they lost to Orlando that year. So, um, just... Just hearing that backstory, and uh, you know how they kept how they kept um, each other motivated, you know, because once you win, it's like you're on top of the world. So, like, what is your motivation going into the next year? Right. I'm interested to hear that side of things too. 
I ain't gonna lie to you. But like I said, it's a, I, actually, you know what I want to see? I want. I hope they show when Jordan punched Steve Kerr. I want to hear that story from Steve Kerr mouth. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> yeah, they got to fight. Jordan, Jordan didn't play in practice. He used to get, get in their ass. So one day, supposedly, uh, punched Steve Kerr. Why you gonna punch a little white boy? I know everybody, you ain't gonna punch Robin. Right. Robin was, Robin was hustling. Huh? <laughs> Robin, actually, Robin <laughs> might not even been at that practice knowing him. He might have been somewhere. Hey, the dopest thing, though, that I've seen from this uh, documentary, too, is a picture of Robin laying straight out for a rebound, bro. That I ain't never seen that footage until this uh, uh, documentary resurfaced. Well, huh? Jordan ain't do Charles up like that. Right. He's going to go punch Hey, on. man. Hey, it's dope having Hudson once again. I appreciate Highway Hudson joining us. Uncle Willie being back on the cross up. Uh, man, hey, we, we going to keep this going after. I think we going to have to have them back for. Uh, the end? The end? You want to wait to the end? Yeah. Let's, let's get y'all back for the end, man. I want to know what y'all think the overall uh, uh, thought process of this uh, last dance, man. Mm-hmm. Last one. Last dance. But next up on Put You On Notice Podcast, man. Uh, yeah, we got a... Uh, you're not right. You're not right. Hey. You not right, some of y'all not right, some of y'all not right, man. Hey, man, so the You Not Right segment, uh, we pretty much want to, uh, you know, show what our friends is posting out here on social media. And uh, today I took it a little light, man. But uh, look, man, shout out to the boy Jay Gutter, my boy Juju, as well as the girl Casey King from uh, Real Bar Talk MKE. And who did I forget? Uh, Jay Gutter, Juju, Casey Ken, uh, oh, my boy Ira Williams, man. Shout out to all y'all, man, because uh, I took some of y'all social media. Uh, check out what they post, man. Hopefully, y'all get a good laugh out of this. No, <laughs> no, she, she wasn't ready. y'all enjoyed the show stay safe and healthy out there man and uh yeah y'all just been put on notice